of life. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me we shall not walk in darkness, but shall possess. The person will be in possession of the light of life. We can see that in the course of this week, to garnish us in our journey of developing and building a strong faith, the Lord has unveiled to us by the instrument of his word again, developing a godly heart as one of the anchor that makes your faith a working faith. One of the things that will make your faith produce results is to develop a godly heart. A heart full of the treasures of God. A heart that is ruled by the virtues of God's word. And it doesn't happen on its own. You are the one to cultivate it. It's like a farm. You till it. The Bible says breaking up the what? The fallow ground. Those areas of your heart that you know that are harboring things that are not of God. You are the one to break them. You are the one to shatter them. Till the fallow grounds. Water it. Water it with the word of God. As you water it, the word of God will germinate. It will grow. It will grow. And then as it's growing, weeds will be coming. Yes. You see infiltrations. All kinds of things will be you know, having their way to your heart. You have to see, deal with it. It has consequences to affect your fruitfulness if you don't deal with it, to affect your productivity, to affect your joy, to affect your peace. And so be studying David, the man who has been on the journey of loving God and developing what? A godly heart. After God has intervened and helped him to come out of the department of betrayal, department of backbiting, people he has who have who sang for him those days when he conquered Goliath became the same people who began to rise against him. A king who was noted for victory all the time, bringing for the plot of God, all of a sudden they rose against him, even from his own household. Now, after God has given victory over his enemies, his heart was troubled. Is it my fault that I didn't do well? Why did my people rise against me? Why did my soul rise against me? Now, he now commanded that Joab again. I'm sure by now you should know who Joab is. Eh? The right-hand man of uh, David. The warrior. The one David trained who fight fiercely. There's no difference between Joab and David. Now commanded him, go and count all the able men in this land. Why did he summon that? To know those who are still on his side or those who are against him. It's a political step. So in counting them, he will know who are those on my side and who are still those harboring rebellion and all that. And God was not happy with him. You don't need to size up your enemies. Leave them for me. I will know how to deal with them. The ones I size up and dealt with, did you tell me? He said, vengeance is mine. You see, the troubles of life will try to shape the condition of your heart. As you are toiling to build a godly heart, pleasure will come. Look at Moses. The Bible says Moses was the meekest man on earth. He was so broken, he can't resist God. If God summons Moses, he will leave the pool. 40 days he's on the mountain. No food, no water. He is there with God. 
after he came down with the Ten Commandments, he met the people he, he returned to deliver from Egypt, worshipping on that God again. Out of anger, he threw the, the stones on the ground and cursed them. God told him, please, who has that for He was leading the people. They began to complain. Complain, Moses. We are hungry. Why do you bring us on this desert again to come and die here? You know, we need take us back so I will continue if not cucumber and garlic. Oh, see, how are you so ungrateful? What is wrong with you? Okay, you want water? I will give water. He prayed. God said, strike the stone once. Out of anger. When I struck it twice. God said, Moses, your heart condition is changing. I have to, if you continue this so way, one day you will strive the other people, even though they are rebellious. Uh, go to that mountain and go and die. That's how Moses died. He saw the promised land, which he toiled and worked for, but he didn't step into it. The higher you go with God, the more laws he creates around you. Even what is ordinary becomes laws. Look at David. Just because he taught this way, it was a sin already. Where is it? Is it a Ten Commandments? But look at the consequence. Choose three things. I'm going to deal with you. And the prophet God came and read out those things. When you are working with God, you will step into different dimensions of laws. That's why your Christian journey is all about, am I keeping a commandment? It has to go beyond that realm. As you encounter God, laws are installed in your life. And as you keep those laws, the jealousy of God increases in your life. That's why God will deal with Anopheles, deal with all the people who are contending with him, because David had other laws he was obeying in God's journey, journey with God that they didn't know. So what are we talking about? Your Christian life must come to a point where it becomes a personal journey with God. Where God will give you laws the laws he give you is not the same law he will give me. I can't force you to do the things he asks me to do. They are peculiar to me. But don't come in and ask me, why am I behaving like this? Because you don't know what and what I've joined with God that have made me to act that way. If you are a noise maker, continue making noise. If I'm not making noise like you, why are you saying, why am I too quiet? No. You don't know that my mouth talks too much. God now says, from now henceforth, like Zachariah, you won't talk again. But for others, they can talk. Sarah laughed. God didn't punish her. Okay? But some other people will laugh. God will punish the person. So we must continue to develop a godly heart. It's your responsibility. As a matter of fact, you showcase your Christian growth by the quality of the heart you have. Not about, about, not about the number of prayers you make. But the amount of what? The quality of things that have grown in your heart. Your heart state. The condition of your heart. Develop a heart of confidence. Develop a heart consistent that doesn't harbor pain and grudge and negativity. You are going to do it every day. You read your heart. When something is willing up, you censor it. This thing is going to go for my heart like you will. You fumigate it or you use herbicide on it or you deal with it. It's your responsibility. Keep a heart that is godly. When Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, do you think their heart will just be by themselves? No. They toil day and night to keep their hearts pure. He didn't say, blessed are those who pray, they shall see God. Do you hear that? No. He said, blessed are those who whose heart are pure, they shall see God. So prayer does not answer to everything. 
you have to understand that there are things you have to be doing in your life that will open visas for you. Prayer is the minutest element or infrastructure in you know, diving into the realms of the supernatural. But what part of what we have uh, been what we have received is that everything is prayer. We pray basically for everything. We even pray God to transform us while we don't do anything. You see the point? Jesus said, learn from me, for I am humble and meek of heart. You learn it. You don't pray for it. Every day in your life, say, today I'll be meek. I'll be broken. I won't allow vexation rule my heart. Things that will make you vexed will come. When they come, you shut down. It will come to your friends. It will come from your, maybe from your husband, or from your wife, or from your children. They will make you get angry, and you want to react. Shut it down. You are developing a spirit of what? Meekness. Physically, it might appear that you are stupid, but child of God, I'm telling you, you are growing from one level of glory to another. On account of that, certain doors are open for you. It's a secret of the kingdom. What did he say? Bless are the meek, for they shall what? Inherit the earth. But he said, learn from me, for I'm meek and humble of heart. So he said, Johnny, David did not acquire all these things by prayer. He walked through them every time. That became a project in his life. So as you have joined this month, seeking light for faith, God has garnished us, you know, with different values of his word that makes our faith strong. And today, we'll bring our journey of building our faith to the end. So I want to believe that you journey with God you know, consciously. You invested in your faith. Your faith should not be a shabby faith anymore. Your faith will produce results. Your faith will bring reality. Your faith should have capacity to see God. Yes, because every faith that have grown to maturity is a faith that opens the vistas of the spirit for you to be able to see God in different dimensions. See God in your neighbor. See God in the mysteries of his word. See God in the virtues of the, the, the values of the gospel. And so we're blessed by faith. Right now, your doors are open to see God. If you're not seeing God, it means you have to go back again. Go and write the exam. I'm sure you pass the exam of faith. If your faith is as small as a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain to move, and it shall what? Move. So I believe that now, at least, if you don't have a great faith, you should have what? A faith that is as small as monster seed. Even that small one, the devil will go after it. He will fill your heart with negative things. To make you lose that small one. And Jesus asked the question, if I come back on it, will I see fine faith? Even if it's monster seed type. You are the one to answer that. Paul said, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have kept the faith. Keep your own faith, child of God. It's a substance of the spirit. And so by the grace of God from tomorrow, we'll begin on that one. What's the, what's the next one online? Love. Is that what you agreed? Okay. So I'm going to be joining in the month of February. No, maybe because there's Valentine. That's why I say love. <laughs> so I'm going to be joining in love, right? The Holy Spirit will be furnishing us with what is called the agape love. So open your heart to receive that love of God that makes the difference. The love that overcomes all things. That's the love that we're going to be talking about from tomorrow by the grace of God.
So we thank God for leading us through uh, January 2024. We thank God for his blessings and for his mercies. And we pray that as we continue down the line during the course of this year, it shall be a year of great blessings and testament for us through Christ our Lord. Amen.